Hello, everyone, and welcome to Astro Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. Today's episode is going to feature an interview that I did with astrologer Rye Bland. We talk about Pluto some more and have a really interesting conversation. Before I play that for you, though, I would love to remind you to follow us on social media at Astro Skeptic Pod. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also check out our website at astroskeptic.org. Friendly reminder we do not censor this podcast for explicit content or language. So, listener discretion is advised. And without further ado, here is my interview with Rye. Um, okay, so I would love to introduce my guest, Rye Bland. He is an astrologer, and your Instagram also says that you are a dark poet and a karmic messenger. Is that how you describe yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, cool. So you're, you are first and foremost an astrologer, right? So like you offer readings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So I guess first off, um, why don't you just go ahead and kind of give me and my audience like a, a quick rundown of like what got you into astrology kind of what brought you here, that type of thing. Absolutely. Um, so it all started in elementary school. It all started with my mom giving me a little sun sign book, I think in third grade. And then after that, I was just off, off with the races and I'm like running around school telling people, oh, your sign means this and this and that. And, you know, so I've been studying astrology in this lifetime, basically, since I was in elementary school. So it's been a while, um, but I've been studying professionally basically since the pandemic so with that, it's, that's more of a, like a, more of a deep dive, you know what I mean? It's like planetary aspects and, you know what I mean? Like actually trying to understand how to interpret charts and, you know, all of that. So, um, yeah, it's weird. It's like two halves, like one half is like, I've always been doing it. And then like the other half is like, like, oh, I'm really, really trying to pinpoint at this point. So Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, it's kind of similar for me. Like my dad is an astrologer and all around shaman type character. And so I've had astrology has been a part of my life since I was a kid, but I haven't really gotten like hardcore deep into it all since probably the pandemic also. Um, like I had very like I had probably more knowledge than like the average person, but I haven't really gotten passionate about it until like 2020. So um, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's funny because a lot of I've probably heard about six or seven different astrologers. Like, I think the pandemic really uh, ignited our generation to really start pursuing it. I think it really was like that trigger because before I'm pretty sure a lot of us were we had different, you know, avenues where we're going and the whole condition, go to school and be a whatever. And I think the the pandemic really was like, mm, we sat with ourselves long enough to realize that, you know what, I think I am going to be a weirdo for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> well, I think also the pandemic is it freaks a lot of people out. I mean, people who hadn't really experienced, I guess, like, I don't know, that kind of upset and fear and chaos. I think it made them 
get really like existential. And when that happens, you you naturally want to reach for like a spiritual path. And so I think this was that for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, speaking on Pluto too, it just, just goes hand in hand, like with that pandemic, it was just like, and we were all in the underworld, you know, we were all yeah. like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I'm trapped. What do I do? You know, I ended up reading mm-hmm. way more books than I've ever read in my entire life. I'm talking about like 500 page books over the pandemic. Like it was awesome. so bad that I'm just like waiting for the delivery man every week. Like waiting <laughs> at my door, like, where's my book? You know what I mean? Cause like, oh, yeah, what, yeah. Else am I, what else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely strange. It was definitely transformative for the world <laughs> as mm-hmm. we'll get into, but just out of my curiosity, so you live in California, right? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, Hollywood, Los Angeles. Okay. Were you born and raised there? Or did you go there? Um, born and raised in LA, um, South LA. And then uh, I just moved, got my own apartment and stuff in, in Hollywood. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 So, you like California, I'm assuming? <laughs> uh, I mean, no? the, the, we- the weather, you can never complain, as everyone's heard. The weather is just like you're never going to get better. But, you know, speaking for myself, I'm over, I guess, Los Angeles and the whole, like, it's so populated. Yeah. And it's very dense energy wise that I feel like I am probably going to move next year. So yeah, it's just, oh. I don't think it's for me, you know, to stay. So I, Hey, I, I live in, I born and raised in Michigan. I mean, I was kind of haven't had an urban upbringing. I was born and raised in Lansing. So I am a city girl and it wasn't like born in the country or anything, but I am very much like an introvert in that. Like, I don't think I could ever live in a big city, let alone yeah. like LA. So I totally get it. It's I tough. can't even imagine. Really <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. hot there right now? Yeah. 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 Like right now, I mean, it's definitely, it's probably cool. It's like not cool, but outside it's probably warmer. And in my mm-hmm. apartment, I, I, I'm in a studio apartment, so it's always hot in here anyway. Yeah. Um, I haven't been outside today, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's pretty hot here, actually. It's like 90 degrees in Michigan, and that's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a little it's miserable. About, I think it's like mid-80s, right? It's What what time is it? Over here, it's 3. It's probably it's it's going to get... It's 6 o'clock right now here. Okay. Yeah, over here, it's 3. It's going to... Mm-hmm probably get a little hotter in the next hour and then it's gonna start cooling down so yeah yeah awesome I like to tell I love to talk to people like live in the moment who are like in different time zones and in different it's just such a crazy thing I just love it it's totally different (laughs) yeah okay cool so I guess let's just get let's just get the ball rolling so Pluto um you know when we first talked I brought up the idea, you know, potentially, basically I was like, you know, I want to talk to you about a planet to kind of bring you into the series. And we kind of were flirting with, you know, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and then we kind of decided on Pluto and you seemed pretty excited about that. So why don't you go, why don't you explain just a little bit what you appreciate about Pluto specifically? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just raw. It's a raw planet and all of its significations are you know, you can't really run from Pluto. It's not, it's, um, it's similar to Saturn and like, it's concrete, but it's not, it's, it's like a dark Saturn. 
You know what I mean? It's like, it's got all these lessons embedded in its significations, but it's like, it's not one of those uh, planets that it's like, oh, I'm here for a little bit. Take what you take what you can get while I'm in this sign and then off to the next. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm here for a while. And I don't like, I, I don't, the only thing I would say I like about Pluto is like diving into and questioning and like, researching dark matters I like mm-hmm. doing that but like yeah. on a personal standpoint like how it relates to me I hate Pluto I think everybody hates Pluto it's not easy because yeah. you know it's like the transformation takes forever and it's like it's a lot of pain it's a lot of hardship um we're basically in the underworld for a long time in different aspects in our, of our lives but nonetheless it's a love-hate thing with Pluto. I, I think that's appropriate, right? With Pluto, it's yeah. a love-hate thing. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's that's the only way you can see it. Um, I also, so a lot of our audience is, I mean, our audience is actually just a, all different kinds of people with all different kinds of backgrounds. But, you know, we're marketed towards skeptics. So a lot of our target audience are people who are, are naturally skeptical of everything but astrology. And then also a lot of yeah. beginners because- our material, especially in the first two seasons, is very beginner friendly. It's very like we're teaching you the basics. So and we kind of already went through this in the episode that comes out before this one. But how would you kind of just to a new new person try to say like what this is what Pluto means in a natal chart? Sure. Um, see, here's the here's the thing, because we, we have the conundrum because Pluto, nothing about Pluto is simple. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for anyone out there listening and you're trying, like, you're just like, I just don't get Pluto. Pluto is not to be understood all at once. <laughs> like, it, it just isn't. But um, I would say if you're, if you're trying to understand Pluto and how it relates to you, um, just look at, I would say, look at your hardships and the hardships that you've been having your entire life are throughout, like, several years. And it's like, a lot of times Pluto, you can kind of understand Pluto as um, where you get hopeless and you feel helpless and desolate. And you're like, this is never going to change. And it's like, it'll change, just not when you want it to, you know? And um, I know that's still a little vague. And I think, I know it's like, yeah, it's, it's Pluto is just a planet where it's like, it's really hard for me to boil it down and simple terms you know no yeah definitely and i think that that's i mean that's the problem with pluto i think pluto's like that by design i think if if it were like a sentient thing it it doesn't want you to to be able to understand it because then Mm -hmm. you'd be able to fight against it which i feel like is almost impossible just as it's you know by design um and this is like kind of a, a fucked up analogy i guess but like we talked about saturn and we just did, we just dropped our episode on Uranus and when we recorded it, because, you know, Reva, my co-host, she is also she's like a newbie to astrology. So she's right. She's kind of like my um, my the the person I bounce off of, because, you know, I've been in deep into astrology for the past few years and I've had it around me my whole life. So I, I have a tendency to forget what it's like knowing mm-hmm. nothing. Right. So, you yeah. know, sometimes I'll make assumptions or I'll forget to you know dial it back and so she's she kind of helps she's been helping me do that 
And I was, that's a nice, it's a nice, uh, counterbalance too. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so when I was explaining Uranus to her and how Uranus is like about, you know, like, like sudden change, just like radical change. Um, I was kind of like, well, you know, it's kind of like Saturn, like on meth, you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) insane, but, and I feel like Pluto, if we're going to continue with that analogy, I feel like Pluto is almost like Saturn, like on heroin. You know what I mean? Just like real, like deep, like insidious, dark, like the darkest place you could ever be. You know what I mean? And it's slow. Whereas like, you know, meth is kind of like this big, like high energy, like manic, whereas like heroin's more of like a dip, deep, you sink into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, the thing is like, I, I'm like, I don't know shit about drugs. Thank God. Like, oh. you know, it's like <laughs> see, like we can see if we were talking about Neptune and it's like, it's great. Cause I love to drink, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I know alcohol, but like when it comes to drugs, like heroin and everything, I'm like, I'm letting you educate me. Oh like, yeah. Well, Hey, and- <laughs> I've never done meth or heroin, but like I said, I grew up, you know, in a very urban. So like, I've just been exposed to a lot. Pluto yeah. has taught me a lot, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I will say like, to me, that's how it feels because heroin is more of like an upper and, or no, heroin's not an upper. Meth is like an upper. Heroin is a right. downer. You know what I mean? Okay. And heroin is like, I feel like, and I don't know this, but I feel like it's generally assumed that like heroin is like the most addictive, like insidious mm-hmm. addiction, right? Like yeah. it's cause it's very like, it's, it's almost like, it's like, from what I've understood, it's like, a, it's a, it's an escape in terms of like, you just black out, like you, mm-hmm. everything goes numb and you black out. Yeah. Whereas like meth is just like, it's an escape in terms of like you're distracted, right? Meth is like being on Adderall times a million and you're just like mm. going, 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 right? Wow. Yeah. So that's my fucked up analogy. For- <laughs> no, I mean, like, I love, I like that you explained it and like it does make sense because Uranus is like, like the, the craziest jitterbug of a planet. And it's just like, you don't know what the hell it's going to do next. And then Pluto is kind of like, it's sitting there and it's like, you're, it's like, you're scared because you're like, it's plotting all the time. It's scheming yeah. something like something <laughs> is like, something's there and I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree. So, you know, it's, it's all about like transformation and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, I think addiction can play, I know addiction, a lot of people say, well, a lot of people say addiction can be related to Jupiter, you know, because Jupiter is always like more, 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 more. And addiction can Mm. also be related to Neptune because it's like very, you know, like escape, like lost in the sauce type deal. But I think a lot of it can do with, with Pluto as well. I'm just kind of hearkening on that same theme because I feel like Pluto, like you said, it's the Saturn is like the long struggle, but like Pluto's like the eternal struggle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. that. See, and that's that's worth like anyone who's listening who's gonna listen to this, that's worth like rewinding because if you know they, they're similar in a sense, because it's like you can't run away from them, but it's like Saturn, you know it's like okay, this is periodical. This may happen for a few years, this may happen this year, it may happen for a few months. Pluto is kind of like, this is just going to be happening. And it's like, Saturn, it's like, okay, like something's going to come out of this sooner rather than later, in a sense. Pluto's like, 
I may not ever understand whatever this situation is trying. It's very eternal. It's very karmic. I use karmic with Pluto because, um, and this is going to get really deep and I, but why not? Hey, go for it. Um, We're going there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there are people that die, Pluto, another signification death. People die and they have all this unresolved stuff that they die with. And then for anyone out there that even will knock on the door of entertaining past lives and reincarnation and, you know, in this past life, this happened and I'm back here and, oh, I got this unresolved stuff. We carry our Pluto stuff. And this is my belief, my perception, what I work with in astrology and just in life in general. Yeah. I believe that we carry stuff from previous incarnations into the current one. And I look at Pluto as the placement of where are we like fixated at in our lives? You know, we can look at the houses, you know, uh, whatever house it's in. It's like, oh, that's telling a story right there. What planet is it in? That's like a generational thing where it's like, we're all kind of going through that stuff together. Yeah. You know, so there's, I love it. There's so much like depth with Pluto. Yeah. And I think that, I think that people are, they, they're afraid of Pluto. I think it's rightful to be afraid of it. I think, you know, a lot of astrologers um, nowadays, especially what I call like um, pop astrology, they kind of try to do a positive spin on everything. So they'll be yeah. like, well, Pluto can be tough, but, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like it's important to acknowledge that like, because there's really like fucked up shit in life. And I feel like it's important to acknowledge that like, Pluto can be tough, period. Pluto's going to suck. Like, Pluto's going to yes. fuck you up, right? Yes. Like, yeah, it's about the struggle. You're going to have the life lessons. But I think that, you know, fear isn't always bad. You know, like, you're supposed to be afraid of, like, you know, a bear attacking you. Like, your right. fear yeah. is useful in that moment. And I think yes. we are inherently supposed to be afraid of Pluto. But I think one of the journeys that we're supposed to have is that our life is about us learning to accept and live with that fear and overcome that fear of Pluto. That's like one of our lifelong journeys, right? Because Pluto is all about death. And I think most people, they have that inherent fear of death. You know what I mean? Yes. And mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, like you don't really confront that fear until you die. You know what I mean? It's something that you're, you fear up until the end. Yeah. And, and death, um, a lot of times it's most of the time it's not uh, literal. You know, like in the life, we're always dying in some form or fashion. Maybe a part of us died um, when our relationship ended. Maybe mm -hmm. a part of us died when um, our abusive father died or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like just these periods in the life where it's like that ended. Oh, that was a, that was a freaking odyssey of uh, blackness and tar or whatever. But on the other side of it, you know, People don't talk about a lot of astrologers uh, and just in general, like it's not talked about enough. The other side of Pluto, the the, the rebirthing phase, yeah. um, you know, it's like it's not just death. It's rebirth after because and that, you know, I didn't mean to tie it in, but it like goes along with this, like the reincarnation uh, topic or whatever. It's like nothing really dies. It just like it dies, quote unquote, but then it's rebirth. Yeah. You know, um, a lot so. of people like I think a good word is like transforms, right? Yeah. Like yes. one thing that I like, and this is getting real deep, but one thing that I like to think about, especially when you're thinking about like 
you know how some people especially who you know they lean towards atheism and they're like you know like nothing matters you're dead and you're gone whatever whatever for me i feel like especially from a skeptic's perspective like if you think about science i mean the main role of science is like in physics especially is like nothing no matter or energy is ever created it is just transformed right all the matter and energy that exists already exists it just changes shape and obviously our physical bodies when we die you know they go back into the earth and they become soil and dirt and eventually nutrients for plants and blah 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 like that makes sense but our consciousness is energy right our consciousness is energy and when we die like scientifically science tells us that that energy isn't just going to disappear it's going to transform you know what i mean and so at the end of the day i mean you could you could argue that death doesn't exist you know it's Mm -hmm. always transformation i think that when something is painful it feels like death you know what i mean because it feels so finite and over but and I mean, things do, I mean, death is, I mean, death is real. You know what I mean? I'm being metaphorical because obviously, like you said, you know, things die, even just if you're thinking about them in a way of like, you know, this part of me died or this period of my life died, or, you know, like that chapter of my life is dead. The relationship is dead, right? Like it is very finite. Um, but I think that, you know, anything and everything lives on, you know, through memory or experience or whatever you want to have. So I think that that's a great point and I totally agree with you. Um, let's talk more about, you kind of touched on it, like the house placement. I think that when people try to understand, even me, when I go back to thinking about what it was like first learning astrology, I think the best way to understand it is through practical application. So I think maybe let's give some examples about like how Pluto might present itself in certain house placements. Absolutely. Um, so see, it's funny because we were talking like at the beginning of the podcast, it's like my, my brain was like, oh, let's start with house one. I'm like, oh, maybe we can be weird and like do a different house. What do you think? I mean, I just think, for example. No, I th- well, yeah. And I think even maybe just talking about our own house placements, because that's what we know the best, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, I can go first. So for me, I have Pluto in the third house, right? And you're you're a millennial, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. you have your, your Pluto's in Scorpio. I think most people's yeah. Pluto's in Scorpio, right? How many? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I think you, we would be able to tell just by looking at someone's face. Like, you <laughs> know, really? Are they like... Are they like just completely over this earth? Like, are they just over life? So they're probably not completely Pluto. And they're probably Pluto and Libra, Pluto and Leo or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I I, mostly people's charts that I pull are like people my age. I mean, I actually do pull people's charts that are older than me, but I never pay attention, you know, because you, when you're first looking at somebody, you're like looking at all their personal planets to try to get like a a vibe for them. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I did my niece's chart. I'll have to look up and see what her Pluto is because it's probably something totally different. I think okay. if uh, if you ever have like a, I mean, just really quickly before we get into it, like if you ever, yeah. if you ever have a guest on or something and like I'm smiling like I am now, you're probably getting a Pluto and Scorpio and it's like, I still like, I'm so fascinated by astrology still. You yeah. Know? So like if you get like um, a seasoned astrologer, they're like just kind of like, like I, I do this all the time. I'm like kind of numb to right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
So Pluto in the third, for me, um, you know, third house, um, it's, you know, it's a lot, a lot has to do with Mercury. You know, it's all about like learning, thinking it's about like your personal area, like your surroundings, like your friends, like your social, like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Would, how would you add to that? Um, yeah. I mean, but, and also with the third, it's, um, I also think of, it's always like, what are you taking in? You know, you're taking in all this information, but it's like, you know, Pluto, Pluto in the third, it's weird because Pluto's already like always digging. It's just a planet, like you're always digging. And then with Gemini, it's like all this information, you know, it's like more information, more information. So it can kind of be like, you know, we need to slow it down a little bit, you know, um, and start processing. And then, you know, then we start like moving on to, you know, like, uh Virgo you know maybe you don't have Pluto in Virgo but maybe you have a planet in Virgo and it's squaring that Pluto mm-hmm. in Gemini and I mean I know I'm like yeah you know, so third house I, I is a, yeah, <laughs> yeah I get but, it I mean my, my my point is it's like with, with third house it's like um it's very primal you know what I mean it's like it, it's 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 a lot of just a little bit of this a little bit of that a little, you know it's just it's a lot you know and yeah. it's like with Pluto I and say, I, I'm yeah oh go ahead go ahead no <laughs> no you go <laughs> okay okay uh, I was just gonna finish up with like Pluto is like it, it kind of like wants to be stable you know like Pluto wants to be stable and then when it's in Gemini it's kind of like you know where do I stabilize mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I definitely I could feel that I feel like it wants to dig its heels in, you know what I mean? Because it it wants to move so slow, you know what I mean? And it definitely is at odds um, in a house that's ruled by Gemini and Mercury because those, I mean, Mercury's the fastest planet. It's like going, 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 right? And Gemini's got its hands in so many different, you know, pots and it like is constantly moving around and it's very neurotic. Um, for me, my Pluto in the third is just, I mean, the, the most obvious way that I think it comes out is that I, I have diagnosed OCD. So like Mm -hmm. I, you know, very, especially when I was younger, um, like very obsessive thoughts, just like when I was a kid, especially so like OCD is a spectrum and they, you know, there's compulsions and then there's obsessions. When you have more of the obsessions, they kind of, sometimes they'll call it pure O, right? Which is pure obsessive behavior. And when I was mm-hmm. younger, oh my God, I'm, I would obsess and I would obsess about, I would just be constantly having like an existential, like as a little kid. And I would constantly yes. be like thinking about like, just, you know, stabbing my mom, even though I didn't want to stab my mom, you know, like you think about it when you have OCD. You're think- yeah, no, because you're, you're, it's like, I mean, that's a really like really obvious way that that Pluto comes in. It's like it it takes over your mental processes and it takes yes. them to a very dark place ruled by fear. And that is like totally what OCD is. And so I have struggled. I mean, I struggle with that a lot. And now it's like I'm just so comfortable with it. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, my mind goes to the deepest, darkest places and like I'm chill. Yes. Really. I don't even care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and I, it's interesting because even though you have Pluto in the third, um, you, and this is the way I do my astrology. I, I know other people don't do it this way, but you know, third house, it's 
also working with Mercury and it's also working with Gemini. And with that Mercury and that Pluto combination, I have, you know, the obsessed mind is right there. And you're like, you're already talking about the OCD and it's, it's just like, it's going, it's going so fast. And it's like, I just can't control it. You know, Pluto wants to control, but mm-hmm. when Pluto's in like third house or it's in Gemini uh, or it's an aspect to Mercury, it's like, I feel like I'm losing. I, I, I feel like I'm losing this battle. You know what I mean? With yeah. my mind. I have oh, Mercury yeah. square. I have Mercury square Pluto. Very, and it's very prominent. Like my mind, it can get dark, not in a like serial killer type of way, but you know, just like ob- obsessive um, fears of abandonment, all sorts of like just, you know, dark uh, mental topics, you know? So I, uh, I can resonate with your Pluto and the third. Totally agree with what you said. I actually have Mercury trying my Pluto. So it works well together, but like, well is not always the best word. It just like the energy works well together, which I think just means it's very intense. Like I said, like my mind gets dark, goes dark. And when I was younger, I struggled with it mostly because I, I wasn't diagnosed with OCD. And also just because, you know, you think like, I'm thinking about things I don't want to be thinking about. Like, am I a bad person? Like, oh my God. But then it's like, well, the fact that you're even questioning that means that you're not a bad person. <laughs> if you're a bad person, you just wouldn't even think about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's definitely like something that I've struggled with because Pluto is just, it's very, it can be very obsessive. It can be very, you know, dark. It can be very, you know, focused on death. Like I feel like as a kid, like I would always be thinking about death. Like I was almost fascinated by death in a way. Um, It was scary to me, but I was also just like, I mean, it's the ultimate question. You know what I mean? So my mind would always go there. You know what I mean? And you have any, um, sorry, I just got to ask you any uh, Scorpio placements or anything in the eighth. My moon is in the eighth house. Okay. Well, that that helps. It's actually in, it's in Taurus in the eighth house and it's um, conjunct my Venus, which is because I work in Placidus. So my Venus is actually in the ninth house. So like it's right on the end of my eighth house and my Venus is right on the beginning of my ninth house. Mm. Um, So yeah, that just, that also enhances it. I don't have any actual Scorpio. Well, besides Pluto. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, does um does Venus rule your eighth? Um, no, technically, because my eighth is actually the cusp of my eighth is in Aries. Okay, all right. So yeah, okay. there's a lot okay. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, should I describe, or did you want to finish yours? No, no, yours? keep okay. go for you. We can go back. And okay, okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on the eleventh. My experience with my eleventh house, Pluto, and. Anyone out there listening that is more astro savvy and not a beginner. So I do have my Pluto on my North node. So, and again, that's like super prominent and it's very like, I show it off. That's like my my badge and my chart. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my, my sexy darkness in my chart. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, my, my, my Pluto place, it's weird because, um, I have this thing with, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I know I'm supposed to have this, this, this purpose 
in like meaningful groups at Eleventh House, Pluto, North Node. Like I know, like I'm supposed to do something of high nature, of profound nature down the line. Um, I want to be in society doing something of value, of worth. But you know, with Pluto, I got some squares going on. It's almost like the fear of like maybe not getting there. Sometimes fear of rejection. Sometimes putting yourself out there and not like reaping what you wish that you reap. Like again, plutonic themes, and and I have that square to Mercury, so it, it it's just a thing that I think I'm just growing into. I have to grow into it. You know, Pluto, you have to grow into it. Sometimes you just got to get used to the fear and not allowing the fear to overtake you. So with me, my eleventh house is very well. It's completely Scorpionic. I call it a fortress. You know, because it's like, it's just dark. Like all my yeah. friends, like if, you, if you're not a deep thinker, if you're not into stuff like astrology, and if you're afraid to watch a serial doc, serial killer documentary with me, then we're probably not going to be friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so. I get that. See, and I, it's yeah. funny because I am like, I'm in, like, I'm a true crime buff. And I always have, like, I've run out of true crime content to consume. And it's like a joke that Reva and I always talk about. It's like. People will always ask me like at work and stuff when they find out that I'm into true crime, they're like, oh my God, have you seen this? And I'm like, yep. And they're like, oh my God, but have you seen this? And I'm like, saw it, seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I totally think that Pluto um, has a lot to do with insecurities. And I think yes. that it's like, I think that Pluto can rule some of your really deep lifelong insecurities, right? Like the stuff I read today, um, somewhere that pluto rules psychotherapy right that like going to therapy is like a very plutonian thing and i think that that is very true because i think that pluto rules all of that like deep shit that those complexes and insecurities that like Mm -hmm. are rooted in some primal like just cosmic shit that you don't understand Mm-hmm. And I think the house placement has a lot to do with that. So with you saying, especially with the North node and it being in your 11th, I think that that sounds like it's very, um, it tracks very much with like the very limited information that I have about you. I mean, you obviously you're doing, you you have like your Instagram account, like you're putting yourself out there. It feels like something that you're doing in this season of your life, right? Where you're yeah. kind of like, starting to try to combat that and you're you know if you have it in your 11th you're probably gonna just feel like even if it's not warranted like just insecure about putting yourself out there for other people for communities and stuff like that yeah yeah and i I mean it's go ahead sorry sorry i was gonna say like i mean pluto sucks everywhere but i'm just like you know i have (laughs) i can be very empathetic so i like I, i really feel for you like i've got my you know this is totally different but i've got my mars and Chiron in the 12th. So I kind of know what it's like to have that deep shit that you're just constantly like, I almost feel like it's like a, I don't know, it's like a cancer, which is probably a bad analogy, but it's like something that just keeps you, you think that you've gotten through it, but then it comes back and you're just like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, Pluto is, it's like, it really is a double-edged sword. And I know we we use that term way too much. And it's like, we, we sometimes we, we stop even picturing what the hell a double-edged sword may look like. Mm-hmm. But like with Pluto, it, like if we can just imagine like a double-edged sword and it's like, you know, let's just say like they kick my sword into me. It's like, 
oh shit, I may die on the end, the other end of this. You know what I mean? Like I'm vulnerable too. Like I could freaking, and this is what Pluto again, like uh, I can, um, I can hurt somebody else. I can like kill someone, but at the same time, ooh, like I'm probably also, no, like dare I say, I'm killing myself. To kill mm-hmm. someone else is to kill myself on a really deep level. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think, to be honest, I, I think that's the deepest, the deepest possible um, level we can go with Pluto is, hell, like, one die, we all die. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's, it's, collect, it's a collective energy. Uh, and it's, uh, it's so powerful. You got all that stuff, the, the insecurities, the fear, power, um, uh, like immense convictions and like, I'm not straying, straying away from this. Like I'm going hit first into this and nobody can tell me to stop. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much. It's, um, mm, this is, see, if, if you love food, if you like watching Food Channel, you'll love this. Um, ghost pepper, ghost pepper extract. That is Pluto. It's like, like, <laughs> it's so fucking hot to the point of like, we need another word for hot. You know, it's like, yeah, and too much too. It's just yeah. like, oh, that can that can kill somebody, right? Like, why? That's too, like, what? <laughs> like, I I love hot food. I mean, I have like I just said, I have Taurus and my Moon and in, in or I have my Moon and Venus in chorus conjunct so like i love food <laughs> um <laughs> but i and i love spicy food but yeah it's like okay spicy food's good but like people who get like just the spiciest like wings or it's like are you even enjoying it anymore or are you like what are you masochist you know what i mean like you've gone too far right yes. and i <laughs> i do think pluto can definitely give a you've gone too far vibe i think it's like um and it's funny because i was talking about this in therapy the other day where it's like my OCD makes me, and I guess you could say my, my Plutonian energy, um, makes me want to always prepare for the worst, which I think can be beneficial, right? It can be very beneficial to mentally prepare for the worst. But if you, if, if I let myself or if anybody lets themselves spend way too much time in like the mindset of like the absolute worst, like spending way too much time in that place of like deep and darkness, you're going to get swallowed up. Like you have to have that balance. And I think that finding balance and like, that's, you know, my Jupiter and Libra is like, I'm always trying to find balance. I think that it's like key to everything. And I think that a lot of people say that are not, not just a lot of people, but something I've noticed too, where it's like, I feel like in the Zodiac wheel, like the energy that comes after one sign is almost kind of like an answer to that sign. Whereas, so I feel like Libra is all about balance. And I feel like Scorpio is just about like diving in like excess, you know what I mean? Not excess in like the Sagittarian Jupiter way, but like, like getting swallowed up, you know, like in like a, like a pitfall or like, you know, a black hole or something because like Scorpio there's really good aspects to Scorpio. And I know that a lot of people like to talk shit and I think it's just because people are scared, whatever, whatever, whatever. But um, I think there's, there is a lot of bad aspects to that because you naturally, you know, you want to confront things. You want to be strong. You want to be brave. But I think almost like being like foolishly brave against Scorpio can be in Pluto can be really like detrimental to you. You know what I mean? Like you have mm-hmm. to be humble. I think Scorpio will humble you into saying like, 
maybe I need to retreat this time. You know what I mean? Like maybe I need to like back up, you know what I mean? Lest it eats me alive. And because Scorpio and Pluto are very, like they can be very obsessive. You know what I mean? Like obsessive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of deep obsession is like totally the opposite of Libra that is like not balanced at all. And so I feel like Scorpio answers Libra in that way. Um, I mean, there's all, it also answers it in good ways. Whereas like Libra energy can be very like, just, you know, people pleasing and just very surface level. Whereas like Scorpio is like very deep, you know what I mean? And it's good to be deep sometimes, you know, because you can't just live surface level. It's not real life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything has its good and bad. And also with, with Libra, um, just piggybacking off of you, like with Libra, it's, you can get that indecision. Oh God, I've seen it way too many times. And I have literally, I look left and right and I've got friends, family, lovers, exes, everyone's got moon in Libra. And believe me, I've seen oh my it. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a thing where I've just decided like, Oh, this is just, this is my life, you know, but, um, the indecision factor of, of Libra of like trying to balance. But the thing about trying to balance is it's like, if you find yourself in the middle, it's like, sometimes I'm, I'm not picking, I'm not decisive. And I'm just like, maybe indecisiveness is like the way to go. And then Scorpio's like, no, motherfucker, you better pick. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pick for you. And then it like throws itself to one end of the spectrum. And then that's the extremity of Lee, um, of Scorpio slash Pluto. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, Pluto is uh, that extremity is it, it's like um, it's like fluid for um, decision. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like what it, whatever happens, good or bad, quote unquote, it's like, we will find an answer. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, we're going to dig, we're going to dig until we find an answer. That can, that can be a hindrance too, because um, there sometimes we're digging and it's like, dude, like you're, you're, you're not, maybe you think you want to find something, but deep down inside, like, I don't think you really know what you want to find. Yeah, or, or maybe even just you're not ready for it. And yeah, you don't it, want to accept it. Like you really aren't ready, but you go anyway. Yeah. It's like trying to find, I don't know, like uh someone that like murdered your family member. Like you're like on yeah. this hunt. Well, and yeah, it's like you become obsessed. I always say that like when I try to, you know, my initial go-to when somebody's like, Well, what are the positive aspects of Scorpio? And I'm like, Well, Scorpio's private detective energy it's gonna find shit out it's gonna figure it out it's gonna get the answers you know what i mean but sometimes it even if it gets the answers like it doesn't stop you know what i mean and it's like Mm -hmm. scorpio needs to know when to stop when to let go which is honestly i mean that's kind of a duality because pluto is kind of all about letting go i mean you have to because things are dying you have to let them go but i feel like scorpio has that it wants to hold on forever you know what i mean it wants to hold on forever well, and then we, we get into, and again, like, I, I guess uh, it's too late to preface this, but like, I, you'll hear me a lot saying Scorpio slash Pluto, because like, if I'm speaking on Scorpio, it's because I'm naturally relaying it back to Pluto because modern rulership. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Scorpio makes a beneficial trying to Pisces. And then if we're talking houses, the eighth house, death, obsession, fixations, making a beneficial trying to the 12, it's like 12 houses release, let go, like mm-hmm. give it up, like 
end this, like literally the end, you know, and that's a nice try. It needs, Scorpio needs Pisces because Pisces teaches it to, hey man, like this can't go on forever. Let it go. You need to heal. You need to forgive Pisces, 12th house, Neptune. You know what I mean? And yeah, like you said, with, with, with uh, Pluto and Scorpio, it's like, man, like you just don't know when to quit. But it's like the lesson to be learned there is to letting go and transforming. And um, with Scorpio, again, you got the three stages. We don't have to get into this, but if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, three stages of Scorpio from like the levels of consciousness, you know, you start with the, the scorpion, you go to the eagle and then the phoenix. And the phoenix, the phoenix is like, I've already died. I've died mm-hmm. already. And I, you know, I've learned my lessons. I've learned so much and I've let go ultimately. And I think that is the ultimate purpose of Pluto and Scorpios to let go. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's the journey of learning how to let go. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I mean, and this is another thing like death, whether metaphorical or literal is the ultimate letting go. Like you're letting go of this physical body, this journey around, you know what I mean? Like you're, you have to let go whether you want to or not. And I think your whole life is like building up to that moment of letting go, like the ultimate lesson. Um, I think another way, um, and you know, this is also deep, but I feel like another way that, and I think that this isn't always the case. And I like to say that because, you know, people, especially skeptics, you know, the people I hang out with, they, they want to be very literal, you know, they want to be very, very um, black and white. And I don't think that you can always find a very literal representation of a certain placement, but sometimes you do you know what i mean like sometimes if you have you know like okay the example that i'm about to use is pluto in the third right third house it can also be about siblings you know it can be a lot Mm -hmm. about siblings ruled by gemini ruled Mm -hmm. by you know like initial you know like primary education when you're young i feel like siblings play a huge part in like how you learn when you're young because they're like the first people you learn how to interact with um and so my brother actually died, right? So that's like a very like literal like Scorpio in the third, you know what I mean? And my cousin, who she's the same rising sign as me, um, so she has like Scorpio in the third also. She also had her brother die, right? So that's like a very like literal way that that comes out. But sometimes it happens like that. It doesn't always, but sometimes it happens like that. And I think that that's something yeah. to touch on too. Yeah, and it's um you know, learning about death early on and the, the life experience, like early on. And it's almost um, a loss of innocence there, like immediately, yeah. you know, third house is, uh, you know, we, we start to learn certain things that we just, uh, we, we ingrain in us into adulthood, you know, like the third house is like, you know, it's not just in the classroom. It's also like in the home, like what are we learning in the home? You know, um, and, uh, you know, with siblings, the death of a sibling, again, it's it's like, damn, like, I just lost, and with Pluto there, it's like, I just lost someone that, like, was an extension of me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Third house yeah, is definitely extensions, you know? They, well, yeah, and third house is also about, like, your, 
you know, like your, your surroundings, like your day-to-day surroundings, right. And your social circles and growing up, especially, you know, your siblings, you guys have the same environment. You guys are exposed to the same environment all day, every day. So your siblings are the people you can relate to the most because your journeys, especially in the beginning are so similar. So one thing I felt like when I lost my brother and, you know, he's my only sibling. So I felt like, oh my God, like I, I felt so alone because I was like, I lost the only person who understands what it was like to grow up in our situation. They're the only other person that was there. But, you know, as Pluto is like, it has been like the most transformative experience for me, like processing and healing from that death. Um, And so, you know, that's just like, I think another thing to say is that obviously Pluto sucks, right? Like my brother dying sucks. Like there's no way I can spin it. (laughs) But like I have learned so much. I've grown so much from it, you know, more very much mm-hmm. like Phoenix rising from the ashes type. I can, you know, iconography from it. So even though Pluto sucks, there is a silver lining, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Because there has to be, right? Otherwise you get swallowed up by it. Like life, you yeah. have to keep living. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's not really in the moment, like, see, the, the the hardest part about, and not just, like, Pluto, like, what we know it to be, but, like, just, like, the overall significations of the journey, like, the, the life journey of, like, from start to finish, and then some, you know what I mean? It's like, shit, like, mm-hmm. this life, and then maybe the next life, and then the next life, it's like, the hardest part about Pluto is in the present moment, you know? It's like, feeling like this is like death this is the end like that 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 existential dread of like how am I going to get through this I'm not going to get through this this is over my life is done and I think one of the positive the dark positives of Pluto in one of the the primitive houses you know one two three four I call them the primitive houses because you know, those are the houses that, like, you know, those are most, like, you. Uh, how do I want to put it? Like, we need everything from those houses. Like, like basic first house, yeah, 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 basic, yeah. Um, you know, emotional, intellectual, um, action oriented, or you know, physical need, money, um, yeah. house to live in, whatever. But our basic needs, um, yeah, like me, you know, our basic, my house, my surroundings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with Pluto in the first four houses, it's like, well, at least I can learn the dark shit early on. Yeah, right? that's definitely like for, been the case for me. Yeah, like for me, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I'm all the way up right. there at 11 yeah. with my Pluto. So it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of a detached feeling outside of myself that I can't control, right? The 11th house is with friends and like, what am I striving towards? And, you know, the people that are not, ne- not nearly as close to me as like, say your sibling, third house, your general family, fourth house, you know what I mean? It's, um, and I think maybe we can talk about that too. Um, mm-hmm. The difference between Pluto in a certain like um, place in the chart. Yeah. yeah. Like a, the quadrants or whatever. That is yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Because I'm, my Pluto's like, you know, at the very beginning. And I will say, I feel like 
I have had so much like just hardship and shit in my life. And, you know, I'm not even 30 years old yet. And so sometimes I feel like, damn, like I've been through this shit, but I, I'm hopeful that that means that the rest of my life isn't going to be so fucked up. Um, But yeah, I think for you, I mean, I have no idea what your, your, you know, upbringing was like, but when you think about Pluto in the 11th, it it seems like, because as an adult, I feel like, you know, and as millennials, we're kind of in that, that very, that, the, um, the prime of our adulthood, you know, like when you're in your like thirties is kind of like when you're like really in the mode of like making your mark on the world as, as a full fledged, you know, educated, experienced adult. And I feel like having put on the 11th could definitely like, that is kind of when you, you struggle a lot because you are now kind of like the baby bird out of the nest. You know what I mean? And you're like yeah. being thrown out and it can be very unsettling, especially if you haven't had that Plutonian experience yet. You know what I mean? Because you probably have that sense of feeling like, all right, I'm an adult, like I'm confident. And then you are like, oh shit, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? Well, like for me, I would say it's a little different of an experience because it's, and again, I kind of have evolutionary leanings. And so like with the, with the 11th, it's not the same, not even close, but, you know, with the 11th, we also look at like Aquarius and Uranus and we kind of start blending. Like each house has like three like associations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with my Pluto in the 11th, it's kind of like, oh, you're trying to detach and you're trying to like decondition deconditioned from the 10th. You know what I mean? It's like kind of yeah, like a- I see that. Like a, a, it's kind of like a reaction from the 10th and like how the world generally is and how it may always be. And like that whole status quo stuff. And then in the 11th, it's like, I'm trying to be a part of something that isn't status quo. I'm trying to be, and, and the thing about Pluto in the 11th, the hardest part is when, when it doesn't come naturally, like you want it to come like, Oh, I'm going to have like these amazing astrologers, friends like in my community and we're going to be hanging out all the time like me I don't have I mean I'm very lonely like in this time of my life like I have friends and stuff but it's like I'm not able to do things with them you know like I wish or I got friends across the United States and all sorts of like little things that trigger me I'm like oh if only this was better or whatever right and it's like Pluto is like it's not going to be easy um, you're going to go through loneliness and loneliness doesn't just apply to Saturn. It applies to Pluto too. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah, I think that the loneliness of Pluto is probably way more potent. It's, it's yes. way more, it's more, I think you're more susceptible to letting that loneliness kind of drive you into, a dep- you know, like a, a deep depression. And yeah. whereas like, I feel like Saturn is more like, I always consider Saturn and Capricorn. Like I, I, I use the metaphor of it's like a curmudgeonly old man where it's like Saturn is lonely almost because it wants to be. It's like, you know what, like, <laughs> like you know, get out of my yard type shit. Whereas yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Pluto, you know, like it's lonely because it, it's been forced to be lonely. And I think yeah. that that can be very, very difficult, especially when you, so your North Node is in the 11th as well. Yeah. So it's, so it's like your it, life. It gives me hope. Yeah, it, it does. Because I know, it like, I know where I'm supposed to be going. Like, I know, yeah. like, oh, just stay, stay on that track. Like, 
you know, like when I put posts out, like astrology posts, and I'm like collaborating with people on uh, on Instagram, and you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, I can feel it. Like I'm supposed to be doing this, yeah. Even though like people don't know it, but I also have like in the back of my mind like these fears of like, okay, I would just give you one. I would like kind of open up a little bit. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh shit, like why am I always the one that has to like ask people like, do they want to collaborate with me or like why oh, am yeah. I always the one that blah 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 blah? And it's like, you know, it's it's again the double edged sword. It's like, you know what, yeah. I'm gonna put my myself out there and I'm going to you know integrate with my mm-hmm. astrology community because like I love these people and like you know I really like what we're doing. But it's like the, the 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 shallow effects of Pluto too, where it's like blah 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 blah, like you know that that the negative talk. Of, oh yeah, for sure. You know, really quickly um, using traditional rulership, my eleventh house is ruled by Mars traditionally. It forms a tight conjunction, so I have Mars conjunct Saturn. So it's like wherever Pluto is, you know, it always comes back to Saturn. You know, mm-hmm. so. So my my eleventh house is it's 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 it needs to mature. I'll say that it needs to mature so I can reap the benefits of what I'm looking. But like I'm still a baby. I'm not even like like we're not even thirty yet. I know. So it's like you know I'm bitching and crying and whining like a baby sometimes. But it's <laughs> like when I'm thirty five, forty years old, I'm gonna be like, oh okay, I just needed some time. I needed to allow my Pluto to mature my Saturn to mature. And yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. Cause I feel the same way about like, I look back on myself when I was younger and I feel that way about myself, you know, and I'm like, you know, like I was trying to grow up so fast and I was trying to, you know, do all these things at such a young age. And like, I just really needed to give myself the time. And it's like, and it's the same thing too, where it's like, you look back, this is also another stupid example, but it's almost like, you know, how like, just to get a, a very shallow example, it's like a lot of the times you think like, God, I'm fat or I look like shit. And then like five years from now, you look back on the pictures from then you're like, oh man, I look so good. Like now I look like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that same thing. And I feel like, you know, thinking of the future, like, yeah, like, you know, that in the future you'll look back now and you'll be like, yep, this is, you know, if I only knew, you know what I mean? Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that, 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 um, what you talked about is like, why do I always have to be the one? Like, I totally get that vibe because I feel that way. Um, a lot of the times, like with, you know, like I'm maybe Pluto has something to do with it in my third, but like just with my friends and my family in general, it's like, how come I'm always the one hitting you guys up? Like sometimes I'll be like, I'll go through periods where I like purposefully won't hit my friends up. And I'm like, let's see how, how long it takes for you guys to fucking hit me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm doing that right now. And it's like, there's so much to that because it's like on one hand you're 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 being snobbish and you're kind of like you're being very Aryan, you know, you're you're like being like that 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 Aries that's kind of annoyed where it's like oh, yeah. okay, I'm tired of initiating. Like right now, my Mars is exa- exhausted because for the last few weeks I've been like doing all of these collaborations and hitting people up. Yeah, and I've seen doing- you on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I've been mean, like just throwing it out there, like, hey, you guys want to, you know, and you know, the the it's been great, but now I'm at a point where it's like, Oop, it's come to a halt in its own way. I'm not gonna go go into it in its yeah. own way, and I'm like, okay, like I need the recept re- reciprocity 
like, do you guys like care about me? You know, if I'm, if I'm not hitting you guys up, do you guys even remember that I exist? So it's like right. the same thing that you're saying, you know, it's like, yeah, I just want to sure. see, I just want to see if like, if I'm not hitting you up all the time, are you ever going to hit me up? You know, it's like, it's like I that. feel like, and yeah, no, I feel like that can be very Plutonian, you know, Scorpionic in the way of like, <laughs> Scorpio can be very petty and it can be very like, you know, almost, I don't know if I want to say passive aggressive, but like almost like manipulative, you know, like it's playing 4D yeah. chess where it's like, it's trying to suss you out without you realizing it. And it's also like, yeah, it can be very like my dad who's, who can be very dramatic. Um, he always says that Scorpio energy is the energy of the person who like in the fifth grade, someone, you know, push, you know, like cuts them in line for the drinking fountain and that person then goes on to get a job to be that person's boss just so that they can fire them (laughs) in revenge you know what i mean (laughs) and like i feel like that is like the obvious like the very hyperbolic dramatic example but it can be like that you know like you want that revenge it's almost like i want you to know how i feel like fuck you (laughs) yeah yeah and 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 the, like the, the the platonic themes of that is um it's uh, trying to like you said sussing out it's like i'm just trying to i'm trying to see um who's loyal to me and who isn't who's going and to abandon that's me a, yeah that is very like, scorpio yeah it's like who who's going to abandon me because it's like like right now like i i, I can be quite platonic like if you look at my chart you're like oh yeah you're I got Jupiter here too. I got Jupiter, North Node. Um, oh, yeah. Jupiter's my- going to take that shit and go crazy. Oh, so is it conjunct your Pluto? No, it's in the 10th. It's like doing its own oh, thing. Okay. The- it's weird, but it still squares my moon, you know? Oh, so it's yeah. like my- everything in Aquarius squares everything in Scorpio. And mm. so you can see the, you know, the my friendships and how I can burn bridges. yeah it's like i'm that's why i call my 11th house my my plutonic fortress because it's like it's probably just going to be like an occupancy of like 10 people down the line give or take it's not going to be like a freaking party even though it's got jupiter in there it's like you only gain access through like years of proving that you're loyal to me yeah (laughs) no yeah i and i totally get that i mean I think that my um, my Taurus moon can make me that that way a, a lot. I'm very possessive of like my friends and I'm like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Like, I don't you know, it's too much work to try to like build all these and maintain all these friendships or it's like, yeah. I'm just you know, I'm good with what I yes. have. Like, yeah, I'm vibing. And, I'm chill. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, again, like um, Taurus moon, it's kind of like it not settle that's not the word i want to use for tours but it's definitely especially with the moon combinations like kind of like questioning like am i fool you know what i mean like I, mm-hmm. am i fool like have i eaten enough to where like do i need to eat anymore it's like no i have enough friends okay i'm i'm, yeah. I'm good i'm good that's definitely yeah. towards moon in the yeah. eight it's like i'm okay well yeah I'm, and I'm it's right. got that for me it's got that dichotomy dichotomy of it's Taurus, but it's in the eighth, which is ruled by Scorpio, which is like, you know, it's opposition. So I do yeah. definitely sometimes feel that push and pull of like, yes. am I chill or am I psycho? Am I chill? Or am I, have I gone? Yeah, like- it's, a, it's a definite um, opposition in a small little space. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not sure. stretching across this, not stretching across the uh birth chart. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which is probably even worse, to be honest, because when it's like in that little bubble, it's mm-hmm. you. It's like yeah. when, when people when we ask ourselves, like, are we the problem? Or no, they're the problem. <laughs> Am like, I the problem? Yeah. <laughs> For like, me, it's like people- I'm always typically like. I I'm like, yep, I am the problem for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Like uh, I'm always like, yep, it's me. I'm, I'm never the problem. I'm like, no, I'm never the problem. No, like, no. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's important, especially with Pluto coming back to Pluto. I think it's important to, um, analyze a lot, especially because we, if we don't analyze, we get, cra- we go crazy and we, we go, we see black with Pluto when we let it get out of control. You know, mm-hmm. I say with Mars and Aries, we see red with Scorpio. I see, I say we, we, um, I say we see black, which mm-hmm. can be worse. You know, Aries is kind of like, I'm mad in this moment. Okay. Give me 10 minutes. All right. I'm cool. I'm fine. Oh, we're going out to eat. All right. Let's go out to eat. I am sorry. Right. Don't worry about it. I'm just mad. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpio. It's kind of like what your, your dad says. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not forgetting this. I was mad then. I'll be mad in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I kind of like it. I mean, it's funny to me. I'm, I'm a Gemini son. So at the end of the day, like everything's just funny to me. I think it's funny, <laughs> but um, I will say that, you know, um, we should probably wrap it up just because it's, you know, our time. And I also don't want to overwhelm anybody. And I feel like it's so easy to do that with Pluto. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it, it's a, it's definitely like, yeah and wrapping up it's like with pluto being so far away from the sun it's like the further away you get from the sun it's it's uh the the conversation is deeper naturally because yeah planets they the significations they get deeper as you get away from the sun um you know can i say one more thing about pluto yeah go for it um and like speaking to like those that are listening and they're like beginners to astrology skeptics um but like they're still intrigued and it's like oh i want to learn more about this look at pluto um and think of hades think of the underworld and uh if you know anything about greek mythology just like you know how does hades work in the underworld he's alone a lot of times and when he got so frustrated of being alone he went up to earth and he like basically took Persephone which is yeah, in a snatched. weird way it's like his freaking niece and that and it became his <laughs> wife but oh yeah yeah no. anyway anyway but it's like yeah I like to think of Hades I like to think of the underworld and I like to start picturing myself with my own Pluto placement what aspects are going on in my own underworld mm-hmm. right and and yeah. that's that's how I would implore anyone who wants to start working with Pluto personally I, I would lead you with that. Okay. I think that's awesome. Well, um, I thank you so much for coming on. I'm definitely, you know, going to want you to come on again, especially as the future of the podcast is evolving and changing. I'm definitely going to have more guest appearances. So I really got a lot out of this conversation and I'm so glad that yeah. we, we, we linked up. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you so much, Paige. I was I've been looking forward to this conversation for, for a while now. And I knew I knew we would have a good talk. This is yeah. really great. And I love hearing your experiences and I love sharing mine. And yeah, I can't wait for the release of this. And I also can't wait to like have more talks. 
That's yeah, great. for sure. And I will definitely keep in touch on social media. Um, and just so everybody knows your Instagram handle. It's a uh, Rye Bland Astrology. So um, R-Y-B-L-A-N-D Astrology. Awesome. All right. Well, it's seven o'clock over here in Michigan, so I'm going to go get a late dinner. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so right. much. And I will be in yeah. touch. Have a great awesome. one. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.